G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The Nobel Peace Prize is the most noted award for peacemaking and it's given annually. Ironically, the originator of this prize was a scientist called Alfred Bernhard Nobel, who invented dynamite. Guilt-ridden that he had created a substance that was so deadly and which could be used for war, he set up a fund of approximately $9 million to be used for awards to individuals in six different categories making notable and valuable contributions to the good of humanity. One of those categories is described as, quote, the most effective work in the interest of international peace. Peace is so highly valued that a prize is awarded for those who contribute towards peacemaking. Well, God also values peace so highly that He awards a prize also for those who make peace. Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And thanks for joining us. As we wrap up a discussion that's been very interesting this week, looking at becoming people of influence. And uh, we're coming to the end of the Beatitudes, Ken, and uh, we're looking at the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, of course, peace is something that everyone is interested in. We wish that we had more of it. Mm. But here's what Paul says. He says, the way of peace they have not known. See, men do not know the way of peace. Otherwise, we would have peace on earth. Mm -hmm. But the Bible shows us the way of peace. And it speaks a lot about peace. Of course, in, old, in the Old Testament, the formal greeting was the word shalom, mm -hmm. which means peace. peace and then yeah. you, you come over to the New Testament. Every one of Paul's letters starts with the words grace and peace to you. In fact, in the New Testament, the word peace occurs 88 times and it appears in every single book of the New Testament. So it's very much a theme of the New Testament. Uh, the New Testament, if you like, is a book of peace. It shows us the way of peace. Now, what is the way of peace? Because the world doesn't know the way of peace. The way of peace they have not known. When you come to the book of Ephesians, we read that he, that's Jesus, is our peace. In other words, peace is a person. Peace is not a something. It's a someone. It's a person. And, and that person is Jesus. He came into our world and the first thing that he did was to make peace between us and God. You know, the Bible says, he is our peace. And uh, I believe that this is an important point because what it, what it teaches, Phil, is this, that the vertical must precede the horizontal. We've got to have peace with God before we can really experience peace on this horizontal level in human relationships. Mm, really interesting. I'll tell you what, do we need some peace in the world today? It's something that everybody's pretty conscious of and desperately wanting, both amongst the nations and you know, generally in society itself. Yeah, okay. Well, let's come back to this point that I just made then, that, that the vertical must precede the horizontal. As you say, everybody wants peace in the world, but somehow they miss this important point. Now, let's go back to the temple in the days of Jesus. The temple itself actually, Phil, was 
full of barriers. First of all, you went into the, the court of the Gentiles. That means the Gentiles are allowed here, but no further. Then you go beyond that uh, into the court of women, which means the women can come here, but another barrier, no further. Mm-hmm. Then you go beyond that to the court of the Israelites, which means all the Jews could go there, but they couldn't go further. The priests could go beyond that to the next compartment, which we call the holy place. But then there was another barrier, which we call the veil, and only one man could go there. And that was the high priest, of course, on the day of atonement. So the Gentiles were very, very much aware of this wall of division that they called it. Uh, Look, why can we only come here, but we can't go any further? Mm. Now, Josephus, who was a historian of that time, he writes about this middle wall of division or partition, and he says it was actually a stone wall. And there was an inscription that forbade any foreigner to go past that point except on pain of death. Sounds like a good incentive to stay out, but the Jews were uh, not the only ones that put up barriers, were they? That's right. I'm not picking on the Jews either. You know, um, the whole world is full of divisions and barriers. In fact, I think it's fair to say that um, man by nature is a divider. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Greeks, take the Greeks, they called anyone other than a Greek a barbarian. Uh, if they couldn't speak Greek, they were a barbarian, and mm-hmm. so they despised them, and they, they put up their physical barrier. And when you look at society today, Phil, there's all kinds of divisions and fences and wars. There's political divides, ideological barriers, yep. age you know, distinctions, sex discrimination, class dis- discrimination, uh, the caste system, if you like, of India. On and on you can go. In fact, it's an interesting thing that the only visible man-made structure from Earth that you can view from space. The Great Wall of China. The Great Wall of China. Yeah. That's right. Where we're sending a message in this on this planet, we divide amongst ourselves. We keep people out. Okay, let's go back, Phil, to the, the temple for a moment. This mutual hatred, if you like, between the Jews and the Gentiles that I'm referring to that was emphasized by barriers and walls and so on, it reached the climax at the time of the New Testament. Uh, now, where did this enmity, if you like, come from? The Bible speaks about the law of commandments contained in ordinance, ordinances. Because, see, Paul is leading to something here. He says that when Jesus went to the cross, he nailed that enmity that existed in the law of commandments and, and ordinances to the cross. Mm-hmm. So that's what actually kept the Jews apart from the rest of the world. What am I saying? Well, what I'm saying here is this, that they looked to the law and they've said, okay, we keep the law, you don't. And that's what makes us different to you. Mm. Now, when Jesus came, what he did, he said, number one, you haven't kept the law. By saying that, all you're saying is we know what the standards are. Mm. But in saying that, you've actually made yourself guilty because you haven't lived up to the light that you've had. But what he did is that he took that law, he fulfilled it himself, and he took it and he nailed it to the cross. He paid the price that was required by that law and he did away with it altogether. So now there is no reason to divide amongst ourselves. There's no nothing that we can point to and say, because we've done this, we're better than you. Mm. Now, of course, when he went to the cross, what did he do? The Bible says that the veil was rent from the top to the bottom which means we go into the presence of God and we stand before God on the only ground that we can stand before God, and that is by the grace of God. Nothing to boast in. 
we can't point to laws or commandments or rules that we've kept and others haven't. So we're different. So we'll separate from them. That's all done away with. It's all been nailed to the cross. There's now no male, no female, no Jew, no Gentile, no no dividing wars whatsoever. We're all one in Christ. Mm, And that brings us to the last beatitude, which is blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, and I think there's a reason why Jesus left this one to last, because Paul said this, all those who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, what does it mean to live godly in Christ Jesus? Well, the first seven Beatitudes, if you like, are a picture of a godly life. The eighth (laughs) is the reward you get for living that life, persecution. Mm, All those that (laughs) live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Persecution. You know, Jesus warned his followers they could expect no different to him. He said, uh, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. And of course, it began straight away. As soon as the church age began, Peter and John were in prison. Stephen and James were martyred. Paul was later stoned, beaten, imprisoned, executed. Peter eventually was executed. Mm. Then when Nero was the emperor, of course, there was that great persecution that broke out. Horrific persecution, in fact, uh, Phil. Some people were crucified. Others were sewn up in the skins of wild beasts and thrown to savage dogs. Others were torn from limb to limb, and so on, on and on it goes. And that's been going on for 2,000 years. In fact, I think it's true to say that more people have been martyred for their faith in Christ in the last 100 years than throughout the previous 1,900 years combined. But look at the promise. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We will know persecution. It won't last forever. We will have eternity to share with our precious Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.